2: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. This is the podcast that lets you know all of the latest happening in the world of Lucha Libre. We cover news and events from this past week in Lucha Libre, as well as covering Mexico-based promotions and top independents, along with luchador-related news throughout the United States. The Lucha Central Weekly Podcast is part of the Lucha Central Podcast Network on LuchaCentral.com. This podcast and others from the network are also available on all major podcast streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, PodBay Speaker, and more. My name is Miranda Morales, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. And let me bring in the rest of the team. Introducing first, he is the dashing one, Mr. Dusty Murphy. Dusty, how are you?
3: I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Miranda?
2: I am Great. So great, in fact, I'm ready to announce the third member of this podcast trio, and that's who? 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 It's the one and only Brendan Barr!
4: That's hey who? there.
5: Hi! Yeah, I uh, I probably sound a little uh, extra-nasally this week, but, you know, I'm here. We're good. Yeah. I'm
2: in. It's that time
5: whole, of year.
2: is that time of year, you know, we're either getting beat up by colds, uh, the weather anything else yeah in between so man i think we're we're Theology just trying to above <laughs> yes, just trying to thrive and survive. That's, that's all we're trying to do. So, uh, but thank you all for joining us on this week's episode of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. We're very excited to bring you all that happened this week in the world of Lucha Libre. You know, we got your hot topics. We're going to tell you what happened around the Indies. Of course, we got your major promotions covered and even a little bit of history for you. So, Hang on tight because we got a lot to cover. And you know what? Let's might as well get started with how we top off and start off every show with news of the week with Brendan.
5: Hey, so we're going to start with some, some returns this week. Uh, first up, uh, we had Septimo Dragon returning to the ring at the IPW, uh, arena in San Francisco del Rincon. Uh, he was victorious in his, uh, his outing and he's going to be challenging for the heavyweight championship. Now, Septimo was out because of medical reasons. There was a whole, we covered a lot of that earlier in the, well, last year actually. I keep forgetting there was a whole January thing in the middle there, but. <laughs> Uh we did cover that in a previous show. I don't uh I don't have a lot of details on the injury at this point, but he's good enough to be wrestling and congratulations on making it back after uh, all of that. So uh, glad to have Septimo Dragon back in the ring. And apparently in in a major major angle in in IPW. So good job there. Uh also uh we have um we have a return to the ring of a – this was not an injury – of a former WWE star. Miranda has a little more information on that.
2: Yes, Uh acquaintance uh, of the show, mainly Dusty's you know, person who's <laughs> talked to, uh, again uh, but uh, someone who we've interviewed on the show before, Lindsay Dorado has made his return to the independent scene after his release from WWE, his 90 day non-compete was up just recently here in the month of February and he made his return to Warrior Wrestling in the Chicago area facing Sam Adonis also someone who we've had on On the show, Uh, they had a fantastic match. You can watch clips of that online. Lince Dorado uh, has some clips of uh, that match on his social media, Um, and I believe he also had that on, uh, his Twitch stream this past week too, where he did a watch along from his match with Sam Adonis. The clips brought to you by our boy, Martin Carrillo, with wrestling with unicorns. Again, bringing, um, wrestling to the entire world, but they look like they had such a fantastic match and really a big milestone for Lince in making his return to, uh, the independent realm, you know, for the first time in, in years. Right. Um, since, you know, leaving the WWE. So, um, really great clips that are available. Again, you can find that on Lindsay Dorado's, uh, social media. That's Lindsay underscore Dorado. And of course, wrestling with unicorns bringing you uh all the clips you need to know uh speaking of he also took some clips of the well-discussed uh athena versus thunder rosa match that happened there uh over the weekend as well
5: yes indeed yeah uh, thank you for mentioning that one i uh I might have had that on my previous version of my notes and it didn't make it over. So yeah, we also did have Thunder Rosa on that card, but speaking of returns from WWE, uh, we also had the return of Mascara Dorada to the ring over this. Well, not he, the continuing return. Uh, he wrestled at GCW against Joey Janela of all people over the weekend. So, I think Joey's new gimmick is that he's just going to wrestle luchadors and I'm I'm uh, kind of interested in, in if that's what's going to happen cuz I'm down for it. I don't know. What do you think Dusty? You're the, <laughs> you're the biggest <laughs> fan of of uh this this uh the last couple of matches we've had with Joey versus luchadors. <laughs> uh all right. I think Dusty. Oh, is a, yeah, you Oh, some. here we go. Ah, there we go. There you go. I, I, I'm super
3: excited <laughs> for the match. I was going to buy GCW this weekend before I fight announced things. I guess we'll get to that later. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, I'm super excited. Still don't know which way I'm going to do that. Which I'm going to watch live. Like probably AAA, but man, I'm still going to watch that GCW show. Like the it's amazing. Like that you got to see him against the Luchadors. That's the best part. <laughs>
5: Yeah, uh, to to that we have a bunch of things going on on Saturday this we this week. Yes. So so uh, we okay. will be talking about a lot of events going on on Saturday. You will have to pick your your poison for what you watch live, but the GCW event will be available on on replay. Uh, so you you'll be safe there if you choose to watch this one later. Uh, and we're just gonna keep going. One that I don't know is available, uh, well, it's also not on Saturday. Uh, Chaos Wrestling announced this week that they're gonna have their return to wrestling. So they're gonna come back in March. They've just announced a date. They haven't announced any dates, uh, any, uh, talent yet. It's, uh, and for those of you who don't remember, because it's been a long time, be- uh, because of the pandemic, Chaos Wrestling is out of Monterey. They are featuring a lot of hot and up and coming wrestlers. They had a deal with AAA for a while there where some of their wrestlers were working on AAA cards where, because everybody was out with COVID for a while there, probably. But, uh, it's good to see them back. They had some interesting programming. They won't be able to lean on, uh, on, uh, on, uh Conan Big <laughs> because he's, I'm going to use air quotes around the word retired so we'll we'll see how they what they do with that um also another promotion we watched during a lot during the uh during the the lockdown uh lucha libre vanguardia is returning february 27th so if you are listening to this when it goes up that'd be next weekend uh Again, don't know uh, what their what their streaming looks like. I haven't been able to hunt that down yet, but uh they will at least it's not on this Saturday with everything else <laughs> um, and uh so that's that's a lot of our our returns. however, there was one big newsworthy one which was uh also another w w e star Shane Strickland made an appearance this last weekend at defy and he will be appearing again next weekend at defy shane came out in the middle of a segment where nick wayne was being praised uh invited to come to aew by darby allen so this already was kind of uh, uh, in the middle of breaking the internet but then shane came out and, uh, challenged Nick Wayne to a match, which we are now going to see at next, next week's Defy 50. So, uh, uh, it's just, we're just going crazy on, on Twitter here. I don't know, uh, you guys are, are less directly involved in this, but you, I got the impression both of you heard on this. Did either of you have have thoughts? I want to get somebody's opinion that's not, that wasn't there live and blown away. Well, I wasn't there live, but I was sort of there live. I, either of you? Can the question? Hold on. I, <laughs> I want to make sure I'm understanding this clear. Do you have thoughts on, on, on this particular matchup and Shane's return, uh, choosing to come back as with a new gimmick and finally returning to the Indies and challenging Nick Wayne, like yeah, any yeah. of this, any any part of this,
2: yeah, yeah, no, and and <laughs> I just wanted to make sure i was I was clear on this because I, I can't necessarily say, uh, I'm the biggest Shane Strickland fan, you know, so for me, i I'm a, a little bit more in between of I think it's great. On, you know, making a return, I think it's, it is part of this evolve or die type of, of mindset that someone needs once they, um, come back to the independent scene, um, after leaving WWE. I do also think too, it's, you know, great, it's a great opportunity to help build up Nick Wayne, who now obviously eyes are going to be on him now for the next few years. Um, anyone yeah. who can, you know, be in a program with him I think is is going to benefit, um, even in the fact that he is a younger guy. But um I do think it's great um that Shane is back in the uh independent scene and I think that I just think it's also a lot more competitive. I mean I can't it's hard to put the mindset back of to what the independent scene was two or three years ago because it was very different yeah. compared to now where you have AEW and WWE. Um, but you also had in, in his case too, lots of people released and kind of set back into the independent wilds as we say. Uh, yeah. and. You know, what does this mean now, too, for him? Because a lot of times when people are in the independence, they are working towards that goal of getting signed. And when you get to that, you know, that goal and, it, you know, and then it changes, like, what does that look like? So I'm also curious for him, you know, what does success look like for him now? You know, how has that that goal line changed for him? And what does that mean? And, you know, possibly where he wrestles and who he wrestles
5: against. Well, so you, you hit on that, uh, since you brought that up. There have been rumors, uh, there was, there was a rumor that he was going to sign with AEW, uh, obviously there have been rumors that he's been negotiating with MLW so much, so they've been dropping hints in their programming that he's going to be on the show, uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, pretty much every, everything in between since he's been at Defy, like every other indie promotion has hinted they might have him too so um that was part of that part of why I was trying to it's hard for me to distance myself since i'm right there and i've i've known uh i've known him for a long time i know his his big goal was to be in w w e so your your question is fantastic i I would really be curious to hear what his uh bigger picture looks like and what his personal goals look like but uh, there was no way I was getting anywhere near him last Saturday night. He was he was the the star of the show and all over the all over the internet at that point in time talking to everybody. Um, that's why I wanted to know if somebody who didn't know it if it had made as big of an impact. I, I was trying to trying to not overstate this because of my excitement. So uh Thank you. That's that's pretty much my news of the week, unless anybody has something they want to throw in real quick, because I'm feeling I'm feeling the, the that kind of energy. All right. Uh, I do just have the IWRG for the Indy Roundup. Uh, it, I'm just going to cover a couple of uh, I'm just going to cover the, the yeah, a couple of the, the matches here. One of them got lost in my notes for a second there. Uh, we had IWRG on Sunday the 13th, and, uh, this, the, the semi-main featured Hijo del Fishman, Hijo del Piretta Morgan, and Tonali against Asterboy, Boy, Relampagio, and Toxin, and, uh, uh, Hijo del Fishman, Piretta Morgan, and Tonali came out on top, uh, They, this was again another match that shuffled around all the time. Uh, card subject to change is a big thing at IWRG. Uh, so sometimes storyline is a little hard to keep up with, but, uh, this was, looked like it was a banger. I saw a couple of clips here and there. And then the main event, you had Action Jackson, or Acion Jackson, and Travis Banks against, uh, Diva, salvaje and jesse ventura so uh you uh you had kind of a storyline set up just by the the names that are in the ring uh depending on your choice uh your your preferences it might be unfortunate or not but axion jackson and travis banks wound up on top over the the more fabulous Diva salvaje and jesse ventura uh i didn't get to see a lot of this one but uh that was, uh, it looks interesting and I do need to go back and see that. Uh, the clip should be up by now and I believe we had some coverage on this on Lucha Central, but if not, well, you got it here on the Indie Roundup. That's, that's all I've got for this week.
2: All right. Thank you, Brendan, for both the News of the Week and the Indie Roundup. We'll give our information out uh, at the end of the show in case you ever have news uh, for News of the Week or the Indie Roundup. We'd love to hear from all of you. Uh, let us know your thoughts on our topics, but also any news that you think we should share on the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. Up next, we're going to kick it off to Denise Salcedo, who brings us this week's Lucha Central Central.
1: Get the full lineup and listen to all of our shows in the Podcast Network section of LuchaCentral.com. On Tuesdays, Mats and Mayhem takes you inside the world of Lucha Underground as they take you weekly through the series with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of special guests from the groundbreaking series. Check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and at luchacentral.com. Then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. Tuesday nights live, it's Wrestle Boss, where Fabi Chulo talks MMA and pro wrestling with special guests and listener Collins. Visit WrestleBossLive.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the cheese made from around the lucha world
2: As always, a big thank you to Denise Alcedo bringing us this week's Lucha Central Central, letting you know what's happening throughout the Lucha Central Podcast Network. Up next, we have AAA news with Dusty. And you alluded a little bit to it, Dusty, regarding uh, a busy weekend that we're going to have.
3: Yeah, oh. this weekend. Uh one of the things, the thing that interrupted my plans for GCW, uh, <laughs> AAA announced this week that Rey de Reyes will be on fight again, you know, another pay-per-view on fight. Apparently, we'll have a Spanish and English commentary available Ooh. this Saturday night, February 19th. It'll be $20 streaming live. The card, as announced right now, is uh Los Mercenarios, that's Viano 3 Jr. and La Hidra versus Los Vipers, Ares and Chick Tormenta, uh, versus Octagon Jr., and Sexy Star 2, and a triple threat mixed tag team match, a trios match with Willie Mack, Mr. Iguana, and Nino Amberguesa, versus the rest of Los Vipers, Abismo Negro Jr., Latigo, and Psychosis. Then we have a four-way match to determine the number one contender for the AAA Reina de Reinas Championship. Lady uh Meravilla versus Lady Shawnee versus Flamer versus Luchador Sapresa. Uh could be Taya. I'll get to this in a minute. Like there's a reason she might be there. We have the triple <laughs> threat trios match. La empresa versus LA or the La Familia Real, LA Park. Uh his family, his sons, they'll be there versus Nuevo Generacion Dinamita. El Clotrero, Sanson, and Forestero A five-man Rey de Reyes match. Psycho Clown versus Cybernetico versus Laredo Kid versus Bandito versus Luchador Supresa. Tag team match. Lucha Bros versus Faxion Ingobernable, Dragon Lee, and Drillistico. That one may not happen with Phoenix's injury. We'll see. Kind of remains to be seen. And then the main event. The championship match for the AAA Mega Campeon Championship, E.L. Delphagingo accepts a challenge from John Hennigan, formerly known as John Morrison, formerly known as Johnny Mundo, formerly known as Johnny Nitro. He'll be there, and you know, he's married to Taya. So Wait, like, so
5: you're saying Taya's fiancé is going to be there, and they only her have husband. a luchador son. Her
3: husband. That's <laughs> her husband.
5: Her boy. They made it legal. Oh, boy. They did. Yep. They did. I just I just wanted to. But yeah. we,
2: we ain't spitting any any untruth around here, Brandon.
3: <laughs> fair, Kate Kate fair. broken. Fair. Fair.
5: So you're saying... You're saying that that she she might be on the card because somebody she shares a, a house and a car with <laughs> might probably might.
4: more than that. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but yeah, I think she'll be the, there. The dog's it's all like, hers.
3: The perfect candidate.
5: So no, I, you're you're absolutely right, and that I mean that is probably making it one of the least surprising Luchador surprises ever. But they're going to still try. <laughs> Uh, looks
3: like it's going to be a great show. Like I say, this um, Saturday, February 19th, I believe that it starts at 8 p.m. Central Time, $20 on fight, and there will be U.S. commentary. I never really watched the U.S. commentary. If you have even like a very, very basic understanding of Spanish, you can pretty much follow what's going on. Truly, there's not much story other than we want to see these dudes fight, and here they are fighting. Well, so like that's I, all you need to enjoy it but the US commentary can bring it down a lot of times.
5: So. <laughs> I do want to point out that the Rey de Reyes tournament usually is the start of of storyline like
3: Yeah this runs it, through Triple Mania season.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah so so having that Rey de Reyes stuff going on is uh it, it, is is going to be big storyline is going to lead places like i uh, I'm gonna point out vikingo was one of the recent winners and and kind of look at where he's at, so you know big stuff is going on uh yeah i uh uh you are correct also that it was eight o'clock. I have the list of all the things that are on this weekend, but I'm going to wait for it because there's one more segment. That we've got before. uh, We've talked about all of the things that are on this weekend, and then I can read off everything you have to choose from on Saturday.
3: Yeah, there's a (laughs) lot going on. And for those of you that don't know, the Rey de Reyes tournament is similar to the King of the Ring for WWE. It's a similar idea, and but usually it's kind of a tournament format or an elimination match with qualifiers in a final. But this tournament isn't quite the same way. It's either being presented as like a five-way or maybe a gauntlet match. They haven't announced it as far as I know. They, and so yeah. it'll be interesting.
5: They did it last year because of lockdown. But it, it was just a five-way, and, and they were all bubbled together. Yeah. So uh, it'll probably look a lot like last year's ter- mini-tournament, which did feature kind of a rumble sort of phase and then the last two i believe were the ones that wrestled each other
3: exciting check it out this friday night check us out next week for all the results same lucha time same lucha channel
2: Thank you, Dusty. This week we had AEW and some big news coming out of AEW, pretty monumental, as well as this week's uh, Dynamite uh, show with a, a big a non-DQ match.
3: Yes. Uh this week's episode of Dynamite, February sixteenth. It was action packed. Uh it featured a tag team match that saw proud and powerful defeat the inner circle tag team of Jericho yes. and Hager. Such a cool moment, as mm-hmm. well as Sammy Guevara successfully defending the TNT championship, the unified championships, I guess, against Darby Allen after some mm-hmm. interference from Andrade. So very cool. Keep an eye on Andrade. He's got so many possible options going right now. There's the Darby thing, the Matt Hardy thing with the Hardy bros coming back together, Hardy boys, the Sammy Guevara now because he held the titles and – You know, kind of made it like he was going to challenge. So there's a lot going on for Andrade. He's got a lot of traction, finally found something that works for him in AEW, and he finally feels like a big deal in the way that we've always known that he is. But it's nice to see him treated that way on television. But this week's highlight match for me was Thunder Rosa defeating Mercedes Martinez in a no-DQ match. Dynamite. This was one of those really great Thunder Rosa matches that we've come to expect. Something that Thunder Rosa understands that a lot of wrestlers – I mean, like, a lot of wrestlers do costume gear and stuff, and it's cool. They're, like, gear that alludes to a superhero. It's cool. But Thunder Rosa has been one of the masters at this, and she is so – tasteful when and how she does it this week she came out in like kill bill bruce lee themed gear super cool loved that she brought a chair to the ring with her to help counter mercedes martinez's pipe the metal pipe weapon more weapons came into play later there was a really badass moment where rosa drop kicked mercedes while she was inside the trash can kicked the trash can It was awesome. The ending of the match felt like a sure win for Rosa, and she did win. She used the Fire Thunder driver to send Mercedes into a pile of chairs and get the pin. It was just an incredible match, a very tough and hard-fought match, very stiff, and it showcased the best of what they both have to offer. They genuinely both looked like stars, like top-of-the-card stars in this match. It was amazing. And afterwards, Britt Baker and her bunch showed up. Rebel and Jamie attacked Thunder Rosa, and they tried to get Mercedes to hit her with the pipe. She wouldn't do it. So Jamie Hayter attacked her, and Britt beat on Rosa. Had a great kind of heel moment at the end. But Britt Baker has lost a lot of the early momentum that she had and a lot of the shine that she had on her in the early part of her reign. I say that as a big Britt Baker fan, but... It really feels like it's time for her to pass the torch to Thunder Rosa, and that's what they're kind of telegraphing to us as fans. And we kind of knew this all along, that that's where the story was going to start and end, and it makes excellent bookends to the Britt Baker era, and I think this is – yeah, th- we'll see Thunder Rosa's champion – she has such a strong pedigree with having been the NWA Women's Champion before, so this will be a, a quite a feather in her cap and another jewel in her crown. Very exciting. But uh, the biggest AEW news this week, and we would be remiss if we didn't discuss it even though it's not exclusively Lucha, is Cody Rhodes has left AEW. It was allegedly a money issue. Well, a lot of issues were in play. Apparently, when AEW started, he was largely doing a lot of the booking himself. But as it got bigger and bigger and became more and more, I don't want to say valuable, but that's kind of the point, Tony Khan became more and more involved because he wanted to oversee more and more of the company and have a hand in it. And that led to Cody kind of being displaced and – that was, I guess, part of the the discontent, or a large part. But then Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, these guys show up, and they've all been featured more prominently than Cody. They've all been cheered more prominently than Cody. He is never, well, at least in my opinion, he was never going to reach that level of adulation until he, you know, went away for a while, retired for a while. And came back, and I think perhaps Cody saw the writing on the wall and leveraged his status in AW to go to WWE. That's the rumor. And of all people, AEW could have lost to WWE. Cody was honestly the only one that makes sense. Like, he is the only realistic choice that would have ever gone back. WWE loves it when people go elsewhere and make a name for themselves and come back. But he could be the first person to do that in AEW, too. He becomes world champion or something. WWE becomes a big deal. There's nothing keeping him from going
5: back. Mm -hmm.
3: So there is so much... Especially with the
5: WWE's kind of recent history of not keeping people around very long. Mm-hmm. So,
3: exactly.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So I, there was a quote from the WCW era, since we were talking about the money part of this, that I, I feel very much came into play too, which was, if you're not making top guy money, you're not a top guy.
3: Exactly
5: and uh I mean, I don't remember who specifically said it, so I can't attribute it to anybody in particular, Nash. okay oh yeah Kevin Nash. but yeah because he had sense. the
3: favored nations clause that if anybody mm-hmm. came in and was signed for more money, he made more money
5: mhm yeah and, uh but but I mean, I felt like i I felt like right away when I heard these rumors that was what was going on with Cody. Had lost the prestige of being an, uh, AVP and, and Booker. And, and now he was losing his spot as one of the top guys on television. So, like, exactly the thing he had left was money. Yeah.
3: Well, and when he started, he was one of the supposed, to, well, at least supposed to be. And he kind of was in the beginning one of their highest profile guys. Yep. Yeah. Jericho, Cody, uh, Moxley. Kenny Omega, those were really their big four names. Yeah. But more than any of those other guys, Cody's role became to put other guys over. Like Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. I I had yep. kind of heard of Darby Allen. I was familiar with the name, but not familiar with him. But as soon as I saw that match, I was like, Wow, Darby Allen. Mm-hmm. You know, like that was just his role in things. His last match out, and if he knew he was leaving it's incredible. It was with Sammy, and he was so giving in that match. And the some of the ladder spots were just, I mean, like nothing you'd ever seen on free TV, certainly. Mm-hmm. And it just was his role, I guess. Yeah, go ahead.
2: I was going to say, it's also very interesting that we've seen these phases of Cody where, at the very beginning, he was the most out. Spoken, and maybe not most, but pretty adamantly, uh, out of a lot of people in the roster, the one trying to send a message to WWE. When you think about, you know, uh, the breaking of the throne, about how he would address crowds, about how he would address things on social media, it was very much the opposite. He was very intentionally trying to be the opposite of WWE, and also of, you know, what. Um, you know, he, he thought wrestling should be. So it is, whether it's ironic, whether it's just business going back to WWE, I am kind of curious if this is also in part due to the fact that it's been reported Triple H has not been having a major role backstage since, you know, his health and recovering. NXT has changed a lot as well.
3: Somebody's got to run it
2: so if that has had any decision had a, had played a role in his decision granted i don't know the history but it seems like there were certain things that felt very that he did that felt very targeted to triple h and mm-hmm. maybe whether that triple h was just more of the um You know, the spokesperson for that. And and it was just, you know, Cody's target or there was very specific things about Triple H that Cody really targeted and honed in on. I don't know. It it just it's very curious that now, as you know, again, this is all just reported that Triple H doesn't have much of a, a, a role backstage as much as he's had. Is this now the timing? You know, has that made that something of a deal breaker for Cody to then come back in? We don't know if he's coming in. I mean, it would make sense for him to come directly into, um, you know, Raw or SmackDown. As NXT has changed, they don't have the same formula anymore. Well, where they're taking some of these bigger names from the independents and bringing them to NXT. NXT is truly developmental. But, you know, I do think it would be... You know, to WWE's benefit to utilize Cody, one, with someone who has had that experience on the independent scene before he even, uh, you know, brought or, or helped create or was part of the foundation of AEW, but also as someone who, you know, was a part of, you know, a major, another major wrestling promotion um, and vice versa. You know, I think it would be good for him now, now that the shoe's been on the other foot to, to come back. But it is also just very curious that after, you know, two years ago, I don't think we would have ever thought Cody would go back to WWE.
5: No. No, not at all. Uh, do, so let's, let's, uh, look at this though. Let's say what you're talking about comes to play. Do you see that as, uh, potentially enhancing the ability for NXT to work with luchadors more successfully?
3: I do because we saw Fuego Dos, you know, which was, mm-hmm. Apparently, mm-hmm. Cody, I mean, it has always the tongue in cheek thing. And I think Cody gets it on a way that some of the others perhaps didn't. Cody was not only WWE, but like Dusty Rhodes, son. And so he gets a lot of things about wrestling. He has a great mind for wrestling. Mm-hmm. And The Young Bucks, not that they don't, not that Kenny doesn't, but they're kind of focused on their Japan thing and their West Mm -hmm. Coast style and what they do. And that's great, but Cody brought a different style to it. I mean, when he was out on the indies and working Bullet Club and all that stuff, he was kind of famous for being the guy that worked the WWE style in those matches. You know, that was kind of his thing. And so I think we could possibly see more luchadors. I think that if they wanted to let Cody be somewhat in charge of NXT that, you know, where they have the dusty roads tag team tournament, uh, you know, so like natural fit, I feel, I think that we could see more luchadors. I have felt pretty pessimistic about the possibility before this, but something like this could shake it up. And I mean, Cody can work great with a smaller guy or, you know, a not even smaller but maybe a more lithe and aerial wrestler and so his work could be incredible his match with pentagon was fantastic i mean he knows all of that he knows that it's worked for him so Mm -hmm. hopefully he carries that over with him wherever he goes but
2: this is also the assumption that he's going to have a bigger role in wwe than just wrestling and i don't I don't foresee that just based off of the direction that they're in. But I do think we get to see Cody Rhodes be Cody Rhodes for the first time in a long time yeah and he'll never do- be
3: stardust again
2: yes yeah and and to your point um, Dusty about people leaving and coming back you know we see that with people on the top of the card now you know how they Lashley, went,
4: how Drew McIntyre and Drew yeah.
2: McIntyre um, yep. are, are two of the biggest Lesnar to a yeah. lesser
3: degree he was a big mm-hmm. deal when he left but he's an even bigger deal now that he's back and, Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what they just- love at WWE
2: Yeah. And so we get to see Cody be Cody. And I think that that, too, you know, that may be part of the catalyst to this, too, is that, you know, whether it is money and the ability to make decisions, um, but also, you know, he's now at a place in his career where he has more leverage, and I think that's the the thing that wrestlers are wanting when they do come back to WWE after Absolutely. leaving is a little bit of that leverage. So that way, um, you know, that he could utilize that in uh, making his, you know, his deal to come back, but also just, you know, having a, a little bit more say in what he does.
5: So uh we could probably talk about the coolness of of and speculate on Cody for a while but this is a lucha show so i'm going to bring it back the other way where do we see Cody's absence impacting luchadors uh in AEW
3: well Fuego, first of all i mean apparently Cody was like his biggest champion backstage mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: I, I would think too. I mean, granted, you do have the young bucks with that lucha libre experience, but again, they're very much more in that tag realm. And Mm -hmm. we've seen lucha libre be successful in Mm -hmm. tag. And that's, but that's been the only realm that it's really been that successful. Um, so I do, I do feel like it's not going to be able to branch out to singles competition um that it really needs to in order to have more of like a persona um in the company
5: I I feel like uh that there is room for it to happen there is going to need to be more uh, of a push for it and Cody quite possibly was the biggest voice pro lucid leibrs but but uh Sammy having been made the champion and yes. stepping up the way he is, Penta's uh imminent singles run, uh, you know, have both of these have been uh, the room has been made for them by by Cody's matches with them and then now with Cody not taking as much space at the top of the card because he's not going to be working in AEW, there's possibility for them to move up. But to your point, I think that uh someone at AEW has to believe that that's uh, the move to make and I don't know for sure who that would be because it's to Dusty's point, it's probably not the Young Bucks. Uh, I Apparently Tony,
3: Christopher Daniels has a lot to do with who they contact and bring in to begin with, you know, like to try yeah, out.
5: Who they like bring that. in. He's part of the yeah. recruitment process. Uh, right. I, I can say that uh, uh, Jerry Lynn Actually, has a lot of influence yes. on on uh, and they gets. love lucha, and and mm-hmm. Jerry is is big on lucha, so that there is he's the the biggest advocate I can think of that's backstage with some level of influence. Uh, yeah, I I, sorry, I I just was trying to keep us keep us Yeah, and we'll friends, touch but.
3: on Sammy and and lucha later, but with Sammy being. I mean, he's obviously not a heavyweight wrestler. He's not got your Chris Jericho-style body or or even your Kenny Omega style. So if they wanted to do something that make him look very impressive, bringing in some luchadors would really be a smart step for them because he has a proven track record of success there.
5: Worked for Jericho. I'm just yeah. Having, you know, Jericho is a worldwide name at this point, and he started his career. Uh, more or less feuding with Juventud Guerrera. Like, yeah. <laughs> there were feuds before that, but I can't remember them because the the Guerrera feud was so big in my head.
3: Yeah, I mean they have that fight forever <laughs> feel. That's why it was mm-hmm. nice they pulled them out at the Trials of Jericho. Yeah, and, but I think that, it, like you mentioned, Jericho, he has a lot of power in AEW. I don't see him ever going back to WWE. But after Cody, I guess anything's possible but Jericho knows how great a feud with the luchador can be too. And he's obviously been instrumental in Sammy's career and how quickly it's elevated in AEW just three short years. I mean, he signed with AEW three years ago last week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, like he's already way up there and it's yeah, just incredible what he can do. And so I, I think that, Maybe in both companies, both WWE and AEW, we have a chance for more luchadors coming in than we had just two weeks ago, for sure.
5: Yeah, the possibilities seem higher, and we are once again back to being optimistic about...
3: (laughs) It's nice to feel optimistic about it for once.
5: Yeah, you know, it's it, someone else said this during the whole thing It's it's weird how the wrestling world has evolved, where the politics going on is more interesting than the matches right now. Okay. So uh, I'm hoping we fix that. Yeah, <laughs> really, I feel like Lucha is the key to fixing that, honestly, and that that's partly my perspective, my personal perspective. But uh it it's the it, that flashier direction that we seem to be going, and they just need to to learn the lessons and go a little that tiny step extra further that Lucha does.
2: Well, that seems to do it for this week in AEW. Don't forget to check out. LuchaCentral.com for your AEW television results Up next we have this week in Major League Wrestling Another episode of Fusion And this week's main event uh, We did have Los Parks Ijo de L.A. Park and L.A. Park Jr. Versus 5150, the team of Rivera and Slice Boogie uh, With that though, just a quick heads up as far as other matches on the show uh we did have our first match Davey Richards versus ACH and Los- the Saido brothers versus Earls Garvin and Bud Heavy uh, as well as some vignettes, we did have an official contract signing uh, between Alexander Hammerstone and Davey Richards for the MLW Heavyweight Championship match at Supercard. This, though, was done as a vignette with Cesar Duran in his office. And you can tell the tension still rising between Cesar Duran and Alex Hammerstone. This comes on the heels of the breakup of the dynasty, Richard Holiday turning his back on Hammerstone. Hammerstone uh, aligning himself with Alicia Atu and now then becoming the power couple of MLW. So Hammerstone is going into this match completely alone. And it seems like this could have been a bigger uh, plan all along by Cesar Duran. But I have to commend this week's vignettes as far as the film quality a lot better um, than before. So Good job to MLW. This is much more of a Lucha Underground feel um, with the vignettes this week than in those um, in the past. And again, you know, Azteca Underground is different than Lucha Underground, but we all know it's kind of the same. So I feel like the vignettes are slowly catching up to that. Good job. So, this week's uh, main event, as I mentioned, uh, Los Parks looking, this is their rematch, uh, for the MLW Tag Team Championships against 5150. Uh, 5150, as far as their typical backup, Conan, uh, was out, but they had Dr. Julius Smokes in their corner given the hype all the way. As far as the match goes, uh, the match began with all four men beginning uh and brawling in the center of the ring. L.A. Park Jr., uh, ends up getting alone, and Slice and Rivera double team him, uh, and we get Slice and then uh, La Park Jr. in the ring uh, while E. Hold La Park and Rivera fight on the outside. Um, so pretty good acrobatics throughout this match. We had La Park Jr. landing a moonsault shortly thereafter on all three men, um, and then E. Hold La Park slamming Rivera on the guardrail. Um, and from there we had, you know, just a a series of back and forth throughout the entire match. Um, a really interesting spot where a ladder was set up in between the guardrail and the ring. Uh, Slice was about to jump over the top rope and land on L.A. Park Jr., um, however, he moved out of the way and Iho delivered a spear uh, right on to Slice in which he landed on the ladder that was in between the guardrail and the the ring. Um, eventually, a little bit later on in the match, we did have Homicide come out. And he came to help out the 5150. We saw this before, uh, back when 5150 won the tag team titles. But to even the odds, if uh, Senor himself, L.A. Park, came out to fight against homicide. And they almost had kind of a mini-match, uh, during the latter match. Uh, at one point l a park looked like he was going to hit a spear on homicide, but he went out of the way and he ended up spearing his own son uh I believe it was Ihold at l a park that he ended up spearing um and l a park uh and uh homicide kind of caused that enough of a distraction to allow 5150 to gain a little bit of control. Um, uh, towards the end of the match, LA Park Jr. was climbing up the ladder, um, and getting close to grabbing the belts. However, Slice Slammed his back with a chair, and then they hit the Death Valley driver kick to the face combo, their finishing maneuver. Uh They both climbed up the ladder, Slice and Rivera, to grab the belts and retain and still your MLW Tag Team Champions. So, a great, fun match. Uh Lots of acrobats in and out of the ring. Not so much as far as use of foreign objects, uh, but overall pretty good paced ladder match as well. So... Make sure you check it out. Next week on MLW Fusion, we have a bomb trios match happening. Uh, we have the team of uh, Eddie's Gino Medina and Minia Abismo Negro versus the team of El Dragón, Artemis, and El Luchador Sorpresa. So trios action um, happening on next week's MLW. And you know I will be watching that intently. Uh some other news that came out this week uh was that uh we are going to get another trios match very similar to this at Super Fight in Charlotte. Uh we will have the trio of Gino Medina, uh, Mini Abismo Negro or Mini Abismo Negro, and Addis versus Puma King, Octagon Jr and a Luchador Sorpresa. So, Watch next week. It's definitely going to be a teaser for something that we're going to see in Super Fight um, a little bit later on. Also, MLW announced that they are returning to Chicago for the first time in over two years on July 16th with Fusion tapings there. So, uh With all of the tapings that are happening, MLW has gone really back to a really busy schedule. They have their monthly shows and monthly tapings. They are traveling um, very consistently. And what we've seen, too, with Fusion over the past two weeks is that the Azteca underground storylines and themes are still being integrated on a weekly basis to Fusion. So, though it seems like um, Azteca Underground, those chapters are going to be more focused on Lucha Libre, there's still going to be storylines that intertwine in between those chapters that still put Cesar Duran in a prominent role. I wanted to ask your guys' opinion on that um, with... Azteca Underground still being kind of on, uh, the, the peripheral of MLW storyline. And even just your thoughts too on these upcoming trios matches, uh, with Addies, Gino Medina, and Mini Abismo Jr. I'm sorry, I keep saying Junior. Mini Abismo Negro, uh, and, you know, Puma King and Octagon Jr. making their appearances coming up, um, at Superfight.
3: Yeah, it feels more exciting than it has in a long time. The upgrade in production really made it have a stronger, um, Luch Underground feel. And now I, I mean, before I was like, it felt, I don't want to say amateurish, but it didn't feel polished to the level that Luch Underground had. Yes. But now I wonder if that was like a proof of concept or a mm-hmm. pilot, because it feels like we're getting something else now, something yes. more now, and so that makes me super excited for what's mm-hmm. going on. They've obviously brought in a lot of strong lucha talent. I mean, Puma King and Octagon Jr. are two of the strongest trios wrestlers in Mexico, and so the the fact that they're kind of going about this the right way, bringing in the right names, it really makes me feel excited, and it has a feel much like the original lucha underground where there's going to be a lot of talent that gets elevated in america because of it pentagon jr was just a guy before lucha underground Mm -hmm. and they treated him like the guy and that's when he became the guy back then we didn't even know pentagon and phoenix were brothers there was kind of a rumor but nobody knew for sure and so the feeling that they could bring people up from mexico and do that again I I am so excited about that, and I think that the propensity for something like that happening is very strong right now.
2: Yeah. I agree with exactly the word polished is, I think, the right word to describe how these recent episodes feel with Azteca Underground. It's a little bit more polished. And what I hope to see from this, one of the things that made Lucha Underground successful, too, is you had multiple storylines happening. And right now, the primary storyline really of all MLW, but the the main theme and chord that ties things with Azteca Underground seems to be this power struggle with Cesar Duran and Alex Hammerstone. Um, We do see Cesar Duran... You know, um, either making overtures to other wrestlers or providing opportunities for other wrestlers, but not any storylines yet outside of what we have on in MLW. Um, And I think that will be key in how these luchadors could be integrated and fans can get invested in them. Because if they continue to just kind of be these one off matches, they'll be entertaining but I'm not sure if fans are going to get invested in them, like when you have storylines with, uh, Phoenix, uh, and, um, Penta. You know, there was very distinct, uh you know, stories that they told with that made you love them or hate them. So I feel like that will be the key to that in the future. But it's also a testament to Court Bauer, who is a fan of Lucha Libre, who was part of Lucha Underground, who's had a working relationship with AAA and has and been part of AAA he does acknowledge the value of Lucha Libre as part of MLW. And it is also the allure of MLW that um, we have seen where – in some of these chapters, they'll go a little bit more MMA heavy or they'll go more Lucha Libre heavy or they'll go more strong style. You know, it is really a company that's fairly versatile in what they do. And it's, again, part of evolution. And so I think that's been making MLW must watch on top of the fact that uh, even as to what Brendan talked about at the beginning of the show and bringing in talent from all over the independents and giving them a place to showcase you know their work and have great matches and i think that's why MLW just continues to almost be this sleeper promotion um MLW has the best uh, of a lot of things you know if you want to see uh lucha action but if you want to see also other types of great wrestling you can watch that on MLW so as we always say make sure you're watching MLW because it is a promotion that you do not want to miss out on. And the content is so digestible one hour a week.
5: I I just want to slip in there. Cause I had mentioned this earlier. I felt like, I feel like Lucha is the future of the wrestling scene right now. And MLW is kind of tapping into that. So, uh, you know, I feel like that's, that's something that we should be looking at. Like if MLW is looking into it, Uh, other promotions might be as well. And, um, I definitely agree with Dusty that the, the, it felt like proof of concept. So I think, Mm -hmm. I think we have proven the subject and we're going to be bigger. Also, uh, the, I know who one of the Luchador surprises is. And if you want to talk about, uh, really exposing a wrestler to an American audience, uh, it, that's gonna be huge. I'm not gonna say, cause we have traditionally not given out MLW spoilers, even though they're widely available. Uh, so just keep your ears open to the show. It is a big name in Lucha Libre that we haven't talked about in a hot minute, but, uh, we sh- we should have been, so.
2: All right, guys, so make sure you check out Major League Wrestling each and every week. Fusion airs on Thursdays on YouTube. You could check it out on Major League, Wrestling, Major League Wrestling's YouTube page. And, of course, we're going to be talking about Fusion each and every week and any information that comes out on their upcoming events. With that, we're going to jump right over to the segment that you know, the segment that you love. It is This Week in Lucha Libre History with Dusty.
3: That's right. It's time for this week in Lucha Libre history. Be sure to check in at LuchaCentral.com every single day for this day in Lucha Libre by Pep Carrera for information, birth dates, anniversaries, matches of the day, amazing videos, and even more. And it's all about Lucha Libre. And that's at LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. This week, we chose February the 16th, 2019, when Legends of Lucha Libre superstar Laredo Kidd defeated Sammy Guevara for the AAA Cruiserweight Championship at Hierra de Conquista 2019, held at Palacio del Arte and Morelia Michoacan. This was not a pay-per-view. This was essentially a house show on the road to Mania, but AAA taped it. Because of the big match, the previous week, as we kind of touched on this earlier, Sammy had signed with AEW, and it was pretty obvious to fans when the cruiserweight match was announced at the top of the show and the cameras were there that Laredo Kid was probably winning. But it was still a thrill to see him get there. It was a hard-fought match. Sammy Guevara announced himself at the beginning as the best in the world. He healed it up. This was really when he kind of came into his own, when Sammy Guevara went from a name you might have heard of into a name you had to know if you were a wrestling fan. So this was really cool. Laredo got the big win. After the match, Los Mercenarios showed up to beat down Laredo Kid due to their existing trios feud with Los Henites de Lare. And this was kind of the beginning of AAA treating Laredo Kid like a big deal. He I I should have looked this up. He might even still be cruiserweight champion. He was cruiserweight champion for a very long time, if he's not. And he's a big deal there, recently signed with Impact. It feels like he's going to be a big deal there, too. There's a lot of cool stuff going on. Sammy is a big deal. But this was really the start of that trajectory for them. This is where they... Their paths kind of crossed as their stars rose, similarly, uh, but in different places. And so it's an exciting artifact, even though it's only three years old. This is, you know, like Sammy had only been signed with AEW for a week at that point. Crazy stuff. Great match. Brendan, what did you think of the match?
5: Well, unfortunately, once again, I didn't get to watch the match. But, like... (laughs) Folks, you don't, you don't know. My life is crazy. <laughs> uh uh But once again, it was like, you, as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh yeah, that was the beginning of, of everything. That was yeah. where Sammy really popped out. Uh, Like, I mean, and, and you had, you had two young guys that were trying to prove something in the ring and that always adds extra to the match. Like, as much as I love watching Dr. Wagner and Blue Demon in a feud, two guys that are on the upward trajectory in Lucha Libre usually, uh, will get together and produce something special. May not always be the best card in the match because sometimes they, you know, things happen, but it's always good and it's always special. And that's kind of how I felt about, about this match when I saw it the first time. So, uh, but I'm going to bow out early. Miranda, what, what were your thoughts on this one?
2: Um, So I, this just felt like a match where, and I think the announcing team did a, a great job with this. I thought that the fans were so receptive to it as like every near fall was, oh my gosh um and i know that built up i think sammy played the heel role really well in comparison to laredo's kid uh, laredo kids um um technical uh, personality on here um and the end where it almost was like both of them performed the Spanish fly so well. Uh, yes. So for them, for, for the match to end on that note, and you can kind of see like Sammy almost like kind of kick out. So I was a little confused, but it was like, okay, they, they're giving him the belt. Laredo get the belt. Um, I thought that that was very well suited. Cause I know that that's Laredo's kid, at least um, in what, you know, traditionally and, and especially what we've seen more in the States, you know, his finishing maneuver, bring the Spanish fly. Sammy does it as well. So um, I thought that, that was, a, a you know, just a fun way to end the match. But I think all the near falls were pretty exciting. And I get tired of near falls like that pretty quickly. But I felt like the way that they executed them, um, because all the maneuvers were high flying, they were very equally matched in their maneuvers, I think, even though. Uh Laredo Kid was much more in his high flying mode. I think they had really similar speed and agility, which made this a really great pair uh to be yeah. in the ring. Also, if we're going to go a little bit in the history, technically Laredo Kid is still... The triple a cruiserweight champion as of when he won this belt on February 16th of 2019 uh, over a thousand days. So a thousand ninety eight days ish is what Wikipedia is citing. We do have to almost reference kind of briefly what happened with, uh, as we were just talking about them, MLW and AAA, uh, back in, uh, February of 2021 when Leo Rush won the Cruiserweight Championship. However, AAA didn't recognize it. We've talked about it on the show, so go back to our shows back in in that time frame of February of 2021, uh, in which we talked a little bit about it, but pretty much, Triple-A doesn't recognize Leo Rush's reign. Um, and so Laredo Kid has been the Triple-A Cruiserweight Champion since this match.
3: Yeah, it's incredible. Oh. And like we said, it's really the beginning of everything. It was the kind of, again, is where their stars kind of co- collided for a quick moment on their okay. ascension to stardom. And there's no doubt that both Laredo Kid and Sammy are going to be very big stars. And I'm honestly shocked that Laredo Kid didn't end up in AEW. And yeah, I mean, he,
5: yeah. It, it, I, I would guess that it's because he can't didn't want to get locked down at the time. At the time, yeah, he was the it, hot ticket all over the indies.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. pre pandemic, he was the
5: guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And and again, too, I mean, what we see and we just talked about AEW, you know, if they've already if they've been having problems with Andrade and it's been taking this long for them to figure out, you know, where to place him. You know, granted, you could have some great matches, but uh, with more of that cruiserweight division, but also as we see, too, um, you know, um, especially on Dynamite and Rampage. You know, there's, there's, um, you know, a wide variety of, of matches and styles that they try to incorporate. So I would even get worried. Not that it's a bad thing to be on dark, but where some of his work would, would land. Though mm-hmm. to even have a match with him and, and Brian, Danielson, you know, yes. um, I mean, that would have, that would be uh, amazing. So, you know, granted, uh, even with, Laredo Kid being signed to Impact, that doesn't necessarily mean it limits his opportunities as much. Um, It hopefully means he has more of an opportunity to be part of a US based market. Um, But it also, you know, maybe with time, Laredo Kid is still, you know, young in his career that we could, uh, you know, see him uh, at AEW one day. And hopefully by then it would make sense for him.
3: Yeah, be awesome. Yeah.
2: Well, that was this week in Lucha Libre history, giving you a little bit of education on what happened in the world of Lucha Libre on this week. And you can find that on LuchaCentral.com, but there's actually a lot of stuff that you can find on LuchaCentral.com. Brendan, can you let our listeners know
5: what else? Well, I suppose I can go ahead and do that. If you guys are listening to this and you haven't been to LuchaCentral.com, sorry, I'm giggling at the idea. That's just how (laughs) crazy it is to me. It's really time to do it. LuchaCentral.com is the online home for Lucha Libre, where you can get all of the top news in English and in Spanish. Find the best curated video content and original content not seen anywhere else. Find when Lucha Libre events would be happening in your area. Find photo galleries from top photographers covering Lucha Libre around the world. A place to have your voices heard from weekly polls to annual awards. Seen and read by top executives and all of the major Lucha Libre promotions across the globe. And on top of all of that, it's free. LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre.
2: Thank you, Brendan. This week in WWE, let us know what happened, Dusty.
3: Yeah, first up, we had Monday Night Raw. Alpha Academy defeated Los Mysterios. They were in a non-title match against Alpha Academy. The Miz and Maurice were at ringside, so that kind of telegraphed that Miz versus the Mysterios is going to be a proper feud. This is kind of... Going ahead, but this is also telegraphing that Ray and probably aren't going to win this match. We're going to see Miz involvement. That's exactly what we got. We got to see Dom do the Eddie dance again this week. We got to see him do the three amigos suplexes. That was amazing. But we also had to see him get pinned by Gable, who won with a surprise roll up and a handful of tights.
4: Most the dangerous usual-
5: wrestling. Yeah, the
3: usual <laughs> WWE finisher stuff, and it just zaps a lot of Dominic's charisma to see him so cool in the ring, dancing, doing the, the suplexes everything, then he loses, like, and it happens week after week, we see him lose, I, I'm not a fan, when he does win, he has to cheat to win like he did last week against The Miz, not a fan of that, but it looks like The Miz versus The Mysterios, or at least Rey Mysterio Might be building into WrestleMania, it looks like you know, Because mm-hmm. it's the time of year we start getting those stories Set up, and so that would be great The Miz is somebody they trust for a high Profile spot, he brings in a lot Of outside media Thanks to, he's been in the movies, he was in A lot of Marine movies, he's been On reality TV, both the Miz and Marie show and Dancing with the Stars He's somebody WWE can trust With the media, so that gives you the impression this could be a high profile match for them, which would be really, you know, great for them if we get it. But SmackDown was a little happier story. Los Lotharios defeated New Day. I mentioned last week that this felt like the beginning of a proper feud and possibly one that leads to Los Lotharios being elevated. Just some attention on them and what they could do is all they really need. They've You know, you talk about grabbing that brass ring in wrestling. That's a common trope. But Los Lotharios have everything. They've tried to grab it. If anybody in the tag team division that's not New Day or the Usos on SmackDown could do it, I feel they could. This week, you know, again, on the right path, Los Lotharios came out looking strong. Angel definitely looked like the star of this match. The the tearing-off-the-pants spot is always a big deal, had a big moment this week. But WWE loves to do quick little trilogies for some reason. So whether this turns into a proper feud, perhaps for WrestleMania, as we mentioned with the Raw thing, this is kind of the time they build that storyline – after their next matchup, we'll know. I hope this is a WrestleMania feud. That would be huge for Los Lotharios to be wrestling New Day at WrestleMania. Xavier Woods probably comes back around WrestleMania. And again, that's somebody with a lot of outside media presence. He's got a huge YouTube presence. He's got the G4 thing. Um, gaming, you know, he is kind of a star outside of WWE at this point in a way. And so that would be very high profile for them. Very exciting. Looking forward to that. But also reported this week, as far as I know, it has not officially been announced by WWE, but the tapings and everything have proven kind of where it's going. But 205 Live quietly ended this week with a whimper. No big news. It had premiered on November the twenty ninth, twenty sixteen. So it made it roughly five years. In its original incarnation, it was one of the best wrestling shows in the world. Like it oh was so goodness, good. Yeah. Like
5: mm-hmm. the
3: early post Cruiserweight era when they had uh Austin Aries, you know, and Corey Graves and Moro on commentary. That was Such a great run, about a six-month run there they had. I even liked the Enzo era. I was a big fan of Enzo in a way, and no matter what, I thought he made compelling television.
5: It was – yeah, exactly. It was –
3: and he was like the highest-profile guy they could send to 205 Live to try to spice things up and mm-hmm. make it feel important. And he yeah. did exactly that till things kind of derailed for him personally. And then he pissed off WWE by showing up in the crowd at a pay-per-view with a disguise. <laughs> uh, Enzo's had an interesting life. But the show itself, it, it had quietly abandoned the – 205 format in 2019 it began featuring some of the cruiserweight wrestlers from NXT and NXT UK but by August of 2021 women wrestled on the show men that were obviously above the weight limit wrestled on the show and it has been replaced by a show called NXT level up making last Friday the February the 11th that was the last episode and the like I say, not officially announced by WWE, but there's photographs of the NXT Level Up ring aprons and some of the action going on. There's results online. By the time you see this or hear this, they'll be public, so, I'm sure. So,
5: so that is, I mean, because it's being filmed in the at the time slot that 205 Live used to be. That is the definitely the speculation, but uh, there is in my opinion, a ways out on that. If they move that 205 Live back to the... um Friday to,
3: Night Post-Smackdown spot, yeah. it used to be mm-hmm. live, you know, and yeah. that was when it was actually 205 Live, the live in the title, was because they had the Cruiserweight matches post-Smackdown. They mm-hmm. were part of the Raw roster, but for whatever reason, they did the shows post-Smackdown yeah. to have them live. Uh, but they had an important feel then. I mean, the... Well, because,
5: dip- partly because it was live. Like, I mean, the, exactly. let's be honest. Like, if it's pre-taped, you don't, you know it's not that big a deal. But if it's live, the, they will sneak something in, and they usually mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Well, that first
3: episode with Rich Swan versus Brian Kendrick for the Cruiserweight Championship, like, I was so excited for that at the time. And you're right, the live feel made it feel important. It made it feel like it was too important for spoilers. You know, they're going to do it live, that WWE was invested in it. And that slowly just kind of trickled away. And January 2018, I believe, Triple H took over the creative side of 205 Live, and that's when he brought on, like, Drake Maverick, and they had another cruiserweight championship when Cedric Alexander won. Mm-hmm. And, but then the WWE Mixed Match Challenge thing happened, and that was kind of the end of the important treatment for 205 Live, especially mm-hmm. as far as social media went.
5: Yeah, they really so. – I stopped getting my weekly reminder to tune in, and I felt like that was the biggest issue was mm-hmm. when they didn't put. When they, because it's not on TV, and they didn't advertise it on on Raw or SmackDown, and they didn't, they stopped putting social media presence to remind me to tune in onto the website when it happened. Mm-hmm. I would sometimes go two or three weeks before I'm like, oh, I missed 205 live, and by that point, I would only watch the most recent episode because that's the nobody talked about the other two. So,
4: yeah, uh, and I, I got to value
5: my time carefully. Yeah. For those of you who are listening who don't know, I watch a lot of wrestling. <laughs> I can't watch it all. Yeah, um, I don't. But they could also move back to the performance center. That was the word I was having trouble struggling and and film it at any old day of the week. So there's there's options to keep it alive, which may be why they haven't announced the official retirement of it yet. But uh, we'll see. We will see.
2: Yeah, and it could be one of those things where they just don't acknowledge it at all and you just slip in <laughs> just another program. Away. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's, yep. that's also a very WWE thing to
5: 100%. not acknowledge
2: something ending and, you know, people for, forget about it,
5: so. Yep, which is, I think, why more people are, I mean, we're all a little cynical about WWE right now and I think more <laughs> people are expecting that right now, that that's just how 205 is going to go down. Yeah, it does feel that way.
2: Well, that is this week in WWE. Don't forget to check out LuchaCentral.com for your WWE results. Speaking of, this is a great segue into NXT because we did have Vengeance Day this week. We did have on the broadcast of Vengeance Day that they did announce Level Up as the new show, um, and already they've started to announce matches for Level Up. It will be very much a AW Dark-esque type of show, uh, which will be great for the NXT talents to have an opportunity to work on television before going on NXT. It's also a great way for them to build storyline and help the audience become more familiar with talent um so very interested and intrigued to see what we're going to see on level up on a weekly basis but with that this week on nxt vengeance day your main event braun breaker versus santos escobar as we i do want to quickly segue because this is the week of segues as we were discussing which events to talk about for this week in Lucha Libre, we did talk about uh, the AAA Cruiserweight title match between uh, Sammy Guevara and Laredo Kid. The the second one, the next one that we were, you know, we were in between two. Um, the other one was. Uh, Eddie Guerrero winning uh, the undisputed uh, championship against Brock Lesnar at no way out. And Santos Escobar paid tribute to Eddie this week in his main event match by wearing a pair of tights, very similar, almost identical to the pair of tights that Eddie wore in that match. And it was acknowledged by commentary and it was a very obvious note. So uh, that is also one thing that Santos Escobar has done very well in his gear in in those big matches is always kind of a throwback to lucha legends of old um and legacy. very much old- legacy yes yes
5: that's that's part one of his his key, key words still yeah he hasn't many, many interviews but he's still it's still legacy heritage and tradition is what's mm-hmm. loaded in that that mask so that yeah, yeah sorry I, no no, I, no. I, <laughs>
2: It's very fitting. Very, very fitting. Um, the match itself, uh, you didn't go into it expecting Santos Escobar to win. Uh, and even then, Braun Breaker was pretty successful at the beginning of the match, Um And you, he showed his strength very early on. It wasn't until a little bit later on where Santos Escobar finally got a a little bit of advantage. One of the things he was able to do was a suicide dive through the middle ropes onto Braun Breaker. And then from there, taking advantage of that and, um, utilizing the outside of the ring with the stairs, uh, to beat down on, uh, Braun Breaker. I just also want to say that it was a great, uh, was a vertical suplex. Uh, that Braun Breaker had, a very, I think commentary mentioned very Goldberg-esque, um, which says a lot, you know, that could be planting seeds for, you know, five years down the future of what we're going to see in Braun Breaker, um, But, uh, I think that was, again, the one thing with Santos that maybe he doesn't have this necessarily the big size that Braun Breaker does. He has in speed and that utilization of outside of the ring. That's very much a Legado de Fantasma-esque. Uh, Tool, You know, they're very smart about using what is around them to be able to create some space and distance, but also to inflict damage on their opponents. Another thing that uh, tends to go well for them, well, is the utilization of each other. Um, and anytime that there is an opportunity for, uh, someone on Legado de Fantasma to cause a distraction, this time around it happened first when Joaquin Wild got up onto the ring apron, um, and was able to create a distraction. Later on in the match though, um, we did have Dolph Ziggler come in, uh, out of nowhere and land a super kick on Braun Breaker, uh, and then, From there, we also uh, had Zolf trying to to do another um, distraction point, but he got chased out by Tomasa Ciampa. Um, And then uh, at the end of the match, uh, Santos Escobar hit a tornado DDT, uh, and he was going for the frog splash but missed. Um, and then Braun Breaker landed a spear and then did his finishing maneuver, the power slam, uh, for the win. So, uh, you know, a, a fun match, uh, but, you know, it was something that you knew was almost kind of transactional. You knew that you would have Legato out there to try and cause some distractions. You knew that there could possibly be something else looming, uh, In in the crowd or in the background. In this case, it was Dolph Ziggler. It looks like they're setting up Braun Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler as the next title feud, or you know, um, maybe even Dolph Ziggler versus Tommaso Ciampa or a three way. We don't know, Uh, but I don't unfortunately see Santos having another championship match at this point, um, unless they, you know, maybe do a, a tag match with maybe it's Dolph and Santos versus um, Braun and uh, Tommaso Champa. who knows? But I thought that, you know, they really hyped up this being Braun's first championship defense. And it goes to with, you know, they don't necessarily have a lot of people left on the NXT roster who are established, to really help, you know, create such a big feud or such a big win. I think this was the best that they could kind of do with the current roster that they have. Um, and it was a great opportunity for Santos, but now this also once again leaves us wondering, what now with Legato? Uh, what's, what's the story here? Um, you know, uh, Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza have been in and out of the tag scene for quite a while. Um, you know, Will Santos challenge for the North American title. It looks like Carmelo Hayes is, is being a defending champion with that. You know, what is next for Legato? When are they going to get a well needed win? I am not sure, but we will, we will see. And with that, that is this week's NXT. Next week, we are going to know the matchups for the Dusty Women's Classic. So that's going to be very interesting. Uh, we will definitely be reporting on that, uh, to see where some of your favorite NXT, uh, superstars land in the Dusty Cup. This year for the Women's Cup, it is very much random pairings. Um, a lot of things in the storylines that we've been seeing is, you know, pairings of some, of random NXT superstars together. So we'll be very curious to see where all of these pairs land next week. The last news of this week's episode is Impact Wrestling. Uh, and as we talked about before, we have a very busy weekend. One of the other things that fans need to be sure to know about and be turned into is No Surrender, which is the Impact Plus pay-per-view available uh, on the Saturday for, for Impact. Uh, we will be seeing Taurus versus Jonas. Uh, on that card, which is going to be pretty awesome. Um, that, I'm definitely going to try and find clips of that, find that because that's going to be a really two big men, uh, who are agile and know how to move in the ring. I'm, I'm stoked for that. Also announced, uh, just earlier today on Impact Social Media, Diana Parrazzo will have an open challenge For either the Ring of Honor Women's Championship World title or the Triple A Reina Derenas title at No Surrender. So this is pretty big because if, you know, impact is truly the forbidden door. You know, who will come through and want to challenge and which belt do they want to challenge for? Very, very interesting. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Uh, Also on this week's impact, uh, weekly show. We do have the Ace Austin versus Blake Christian versus Laredo Kid match that we uh talked about last week when we talked about M- uh, Laredo Kid signing with Impact. I do not have match results at this time because that show airs while we are recording, but I will have those match results for you next week, as well as what happens at No Surrender Live this Saturday on Impact+. Plus. Uh very excited to see the results of those two matches that have been announced with Taurus versus Jonas and Deanna Parrazzo's open challenge.
5: Oh, yeah. So I'm going to sneak in here real quick. Um the, So if you those of you who are planning things out, if you are, say, trying to start your own lucha podcast, these are the four pay-per-views that you're going to have to work around this weekend. <laughs> uh these times are all in central time i would like to thank cubs fan for rounding this particular one up this would make my life much easier uh 11 a.m is the elimination chamber so you can watch that and watch any of the other things so you're still good to go on that 7 p.m starts we have both gcw and impact so the gcw show is up against no surrender uh, you, you know, kind of pick which one you have to watch live. And then eight is, uh, is Ray Reyes. So if you are truly wanting to see as much as you can live, you can watch the first hour of one of the other two pay-per-views and then switch over to AAA. Uh, but that's what we've got. And then I've got prices. If we need, do we want to do prices today? Yeah. All right. So, uh, obviously. Uh It's going to be nine ninety nine or five dollars a month, depending on what part of the world you are for the WWE. Uh, no No Surrender is uh, also a subscription service. Uh, it's, uh, I have this listed as eight dollars a month. Is that true, Miranda?
2: Yes, I believe so.
5: <laughs> okay, GCW is uh, going to be twelve dollars, and uh, Raider is is the most expensive at twenty dollars, but I mean, it's on Fight TV and we know we're getting a lot of a lot of production values and it's a a globally major promotion, which is still cheaper than like what you would get in the U.S. for an equivalent, which is $50. So there you go. Those are the prices. Uh, Again, that's uh, 11 a.m. or 7 p.m. for Impact and GCW and Ray Rez starts at 8 all Central Times so uh convert to your own time zone that's i'm getting up early to watch the elimination chamber
4: Just... yeah <laughs>
2: And that's how we got you covered each and every week on the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast. You know what that means. We're going to have a lot to talk about next week on the show. Oh, so make yeah. sure you stay tuned and you come back to the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast next week. Don't forget to check out luchacentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. You can check out Lucha Central on social media at Lucha Central on Facebook and Instagram and at luchacentral.com on Twitter. You can also check out Lucha Central's YouTube page that has hours upon hours of exclusive interviews, matches, and other content that you're not going to find anywhere else. While you're at it, go ahead and follow us on social media. Uh, Dusty, can you let our listeners know where they can find you?
3: Yeah, I am on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dusty Murphy, and I am on Instagram at
5: Dusty Murphy.
2: And Brendan, can you let our listeners know where they can find you?
5: Yes, I am three two one T shirt guy. That's the numbers. Three two one T shirt guy is all spelled out. I am on Instagram, I am on Facebook, and I'm all over the Twitters.
2: And me, Miranda Morales, you can find me at the hashtag Miranda, hashtag spelled out on Instagram and Facebook. No Twitter. Sorry, not my thing, not gonna do it. Uh but you can follow uh Brendan and Dusty on there as yeah. so, well. Uh-
5: I still, I still have it listed on my profile that I'm your official Twitter inbox, so.
2: (laughs) So make sure you reach out to us. If you are listening uh, to this podcast on your favorite podcast streaming platform, like Uh, Spotify, PodBay Speaker iHeartRadio, Google Play and more, well make sure you subscribe rate and review, subscribe so that way you get a notification each and every week when the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast drops, you can leave us a 5 star rating and a review, let us know your thoughts as we talk about, we are always open on social media, if you'd like to let us know information about independent promotions, independent wrestling matches, Mm. uh, news and events happening, we wouldn't love to get that information we'd love to hear from all of you uh we you know try and uh, collect as much information from all over the independents all over the wrestling scene as we can and would love to get your help with that And with that, that means we're at the end of this week's show So thank you all so much for listening We will be back next week for Brendan Barr and for Dusty Murphy I'm Miranda Morales Thank you all, and we'll be with you next week